0: Don't what I just saw. I'm a man! I'm 40.
1: This is John Sheezer. I'm he-
0: Eric Marino. Eric. No, I
1: gotta tell you about the Clippers. <laughs>
0: Sports-aholics, I gotta Let's
1: just hope this shit doesn't go viral. almost see the weekend on this Thursday, October 24th. How are you guys doing?
0: All aboard, Sportsaholics.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to
0: the show. Uh, uh, You know, actually... From coast to coast, from New York City to the City of Angels, we're Sportsaholics with Marino and the Sheeds.
1: Hey, Shees. Well, just to get the weather report out of the way immediately, a heat wave has struck Southern California where we're talking... 90s on the coast, hundreds in the valleys. Eric, we don't know what to do with ourselves.
0: Uh, the whole the whole south bay is on fire. We're hearing from over here. The whole south bay is on fire.
1: It what that's what's so weird about these fires. Uh, so like they had one a couple weeks ago, Palos Verdes or not Palos Verdes. Uh, anyway, over by Malibu, and yep. contained. Happening so in we- the city. I don't know, 15 miles from where I live, and that's the top story on the the nightly news with David Muir I'm like that's not the top story in America like everything the
0: top story is Kawhi beat LeBron in the battle of Los Angeles we oh. don't care let the city burn the city burned because Kawhi torched LeBron by 10 points in the opening of the Staples Center and in some crazy thing evidently the Clippers have decided this year to dress like the Pistons and play on the Brooklyn Nets floor hate I the, don't know hate
1: the floor Can't stand the floor. I don't know what that's all about. Um, It's just bomber rebranding, I guess. But uh, that was glorious. Watching, because I was actually doing a show in El Segundo that night. And the show was delayed 30, 40 minutes. uh, Which reminded me, I'm like, oh yeah, wintertime in LA. When shows are always cut into, I don't know, once or twice a week by... Used to be just Lakers, so now it's Clippers, so it's like a double dip kind of uh, uh, comedy obstruction now. But uh, it was packed full of Lakers fans. I'd say ten to one, probably. Kobe
0: fan. You mean Kobe fans, the Los Angeles Kobe fans?
1: Tons Kobe. of Kobe. <laughs> the uh, I believe I saw it was a com- It was like a Kobe, um, Shaq and then maybe like a D'Angelo Russell trio of friends that walked out in defeat. I mean, because they were kind of hanging around. The first quarter, they were in it, but not to pick apart a game from a couple days ago. Anyway, I love it. Kawhi Leonard is the man. He is Jordan, and I just want to say on the record, I said he was the second coming of Jordan an entire week before Doc Rivers put that out in the press. So I, I guess what... You're hearing, folks, is I said that shit first. And then Doc Rivers validated it, and now everyone's saying it. So you can trace that back to Oh, and you're going uh- to
0: like that Patrick Beverly. There were lots of things, lots of interesting. Patrick Beverly's
1: uh- my guy from the west side of Chicago. His mom yeah. took him out of the west side, out to the suburbs. And he pleaded and begged his mom. He said, no one's going to see me play basketball out here in uh, Naperville or wherever. I need to go back to the west side, which he did.
2: Uh, I'd it- like
0: to give a shout-out to a friend of the show, Diaz Mackey, for commenting during the uh, uh, Clippers-Lakers that the D- Dwight Howard was wearing booty shorts because now I can't unsee it. I got to tell you guys, I don't know. Dwight Howard played great. Uh, he actually played very, very good. Uh, that looks like something that's a very unexpected, very. but it was like, it's like somebody shrunk his uniform especially the shorts like it's the though they were long they were not baggy they were long but tight very and now I'm saying it to you sportsaholics out there and now you will not be able to unsee it Dwight Howard's shorts are tight yeah
1: I think maybe there's some maybe there it's a back support thing um, you know, that you know, seems maybe,
0: to,
1: that's what's been hampering him over the years. have a, been hearing what, what a huge failure Uh,
0: Well, I think, I got to tell you, I'm willing to bet you that Dwight Howard semi-salvages, he's going to come off, everything about that game came off semi-respectable. I also think that LeBron, uh, I I mean, I got to be honest with you, that's the kind of, losing like that by 10 points to Kawhi in basically his own building is the kind of thing that could actually push LeBron to really get competitive.
1: No, 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 no. You saw competitive LeBron that night. He took two charges in one game. When's the last time you saw LeBron even no, take a but charge? It's,
0: it was, it's also, they don't, they don't have the team yet. They no, he have... was
1: mean-mugging people. Like, that was no, all. LeBron gave you everything he had, and it wasn't enough.
0: And Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that was actually kind of a Kawhi. Kawhi is a younger him or, you know, whatever. It's like a more, an athlete more in his prime, and he's going to have to – he can't rest on his laurels. Yeah, and, he and he's not handing
1: it. the torch over. Kawhi's taking it because LeBron—that's the way LeBron is. You know, he's just—he's look. He's still dominant player. He's just not LeBron anymore. He's, uh, you also,
0: know. Uh, also, let's give a big sportsaholics boo to TNT for for and, and by the way for the Toronto Raptors mm. and the and the New Orleans mm. the Pelicans for having the balls to go into like look. Here's the facts. I respect that the Raptors were getting their rings, but Kawhi's not there. And Zion is out for two months. And no one wants to watch this game. And it was a terrible game, but you guys had the, dec- the indecency to actually tie it up and go to overtime, so you couldn't watch what everyone wanted to watch. The only good minutes where LeBron was actually up 11-2 to over Kawhi and the Clippers and by the way, it was frightening everyone,
1: as a Clippers fan. I'm like, it switches over if, and immediately if you
0: didn't have, scared. if you didn't have NBA, if you didn't have NBA TV, like I did that night, it was just like, you know what I did? I watched, I watched the world series and, and I'm happy to switch over to that because NBA, you're not just fucking up in China. You're fucking, no one wanted to watch the overtime between the Kawhi-less Raptors and the Zionless Pelicans. No one wanted that. It's like, no one wanted that. We all want to see the first – by the way, it's like cut back. We want to see the first five minutes. of. We want to see the pomp and circumstance, and the, we want to see the lineups. This was the battle for Los Angeles. You you shot your wad on NBA TV. No one wanted that.
1: They did a weird thing. I don't know if you saw it where Kawhi goes out before the game at midcourt with the microphone. Did you catch this?
0: Oh, it was terrible.
1: Yeah, it yep. was. it was really awkward, but – I was waiting for him to just go, and that shit starts right now, and just drop the mic because it was the, the whole. It was a Clippers home game, full of Lakers fans. They were booing him. I think um, he also
0: just- missed a. He missed a. We are the North chant moment. He could have been like, not exactly a, a big poppy. This is our fucking city. But he could have had. We are the North. Like if he had just done that, the place, like the place was ready to go. If he, if he had given it a Tom Brady, let's go. He'd even given it a Shaq. Can you dig it? Like, the place was ready to go nuts, but you didn't give him... He was a guy who wasn't ready for the microphone. You know, that wasn't... He should have been more ready. And also, the fact that they gave out all those gigantic rings to all the people who weren't the players before the players was like, oh, my God, I don't need to be the guy who inherited the Rogers Center and the GM and the assistant GM and the deputy GM. It was... It, 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 every single person who got it was a bigger. Hey, that's not Kawhi Leonard. And could we? We'd all rather just see him. We'd rather see you. We'd rather see you fly the ring on the Concorde like Phil Collins in Live Aid over to Kawhi. I'd rather watch I a guy holding his ring. In the air tonight. tonight, here comes Kawhi. Hello. I would have watched Kawhi's ring travel across the country. That would have been more interesting than what they were doing. So. It, so boo, boo, boo. Now let's get to you know uh, Kawhi
1: Leonard a little bit because he's from Southern California, Moreno Valley, feels, which feels, is east of he L.A. Feels himself by about.
0: He is from my family's valley. This is true. Uh, he feels himself that him playing at home is very important. I saw him after the game, and uh, yeah, I mean that is that is very interesting. The West has become very interesting with Clay Thompson not coming back. We don't know what Westbrook and Harden are going to have the West is full of, I mean, you know, you saw, I also don't know if you saw that for no reason at all, they decided to stick Dwayne Wade, uh, in, uh, into the, into the TNT booth. And it was just uh, a real fifth wheel between, uh, I mean, Barkley and Shaq and Shaq and, uh, Kenny were just burning Barkley about not having rings. It was beautiful. And, then, <laughs> and Dwayne Wade was just sitting there saying nothing. Uh, so that was uh, another not – we don't need – Dwayne Wade is a great guy and a great ambassador to the game. I don't know if we need him as a commentator. I've never found anything he said particularly incisive yeah. or motivating.
1: No, no, the I've never – He's no. no
0: John Smoltz, which, by the way, she's – I'm going to use as a segue. Love it. Love Let's it. talk about the World Series and what your thoughts are.
1: Well, okay, how about before we get into the World Series because – this week as you saw in the in the bio got jeremy mitchell from mitchell bat company on this week who all right um this actually was on uh, about a year and a half ago i believe uh um, big
0: of the world series let's go to a bat interview
1: i mean <laughs> these bats are just incredible uh it's mitchell bat coms his website just go check it out um uh i was on his podcast a few days ago which was posted on our instagram twitter and all that stuff you can check it out but um,
0: I know. I'll check it
1: out. But on, let's go into some history real quick before we go uh, into our interview with uh, Jeremy. But uh, actually, on the twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine, after a week's delay, World Series Game Three was finally played in San Francisco. Um, if you remember, sixty three people died. I always like. I always forget that because you just. People always call it the World Series, you know, the World Series earthquake. But it's like, oh yeah, that collapsed bridge is thirty seven hundred injuries, sixty three deaths. Um, the original earthquake was October seventeenth, eighty nine. But uh, right, but as far as sports goes, they were able to bring the World Series back there. Game three played uh, thirty years ago today. If you are listening to this on October twenty fourth, um, birthdays. Y. A. Tittle, who's like, uh, if you look into his. History kind of sounds like the original Brett Favre just without dick pics. Um, just
0: <laughs> hilarious
1: and all around badass. Uh, played for three there's different things.
0: There's a famous photo. If you guys, if you guys Google YA Tittle and go images, there's an amazing picture of him sort of like with his helmet off, knees to the ground. Uh, it, it, it's like a man who's given it all he's got, and the game has, has given him, uh, it's everything the game has too it's it's a very it's a great if you like sports photography it's a classic why uh photograph do yourselves a favor
1: yeah numbers uh jerseys retired by the giants and uh when he retired in 71 he was at the time was the nfl's all-time leader in passing yards touchdowns completions games just essentially everything but played with the baltimore colts <clears throat> excuse me for two years the uh san francisco the yeah the niners for um the, pretty uh, much dec- the, almost a decade yeah the entire uh 50s and then the giants just for four seasons which you know what uh but number, they're
0: amazing seasons and that's why his number's retired number 14
1: i think that picture helped i mean it's that iconic um and uh why unfortunately passed away in marshall uh or no in california in 2017 he's he's from Texas, good old Texas boy. I believe
0: we mentioned we've mentioned him on the show when he passed. Uh also this is a birthday happy birthday to Jay Novacek, Uh America's tight end everyone. He was of course he was a, a Dallas Cowboy during the great uh uh Triplets. You could say he was sort of the stepchild of the Troy Aikman, right? Yeah. And uh Yeah. And uh, he's sort of the fourth man on a three-man team and then uh and a uh, sad day on 1972 as uh uh, the legend himself, number forty-two, Jackie Robinson, passed. Uh, he was only uh, fifty-three 50, years young, three years old. Man. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, yeah, it, it. if I were to but dribble, let's go to the interview. if well, real quick, if I were to dribble down the court and like lob you the ball, and you grabbed it and dunked it, what's that called? An alley oop. Wow. You know who coined that phrase? I don't. God damn it! It was Y. A. Tittle. It's given credit for coining the phrase alley oop, which I. Blew my mind when I found that
0: out. All right, uh, you know what? I don't think that's true, and I'm going to do some research about that. Take that to the out.
1: take that to the water cooler. All you right, we're going what? to you know break you when we what? come back. Tell, you
0: know, you will. She's uh, you take care of this interview. I'm going to do some uh, alley research, and I'm talking about this. We get back. Okay. All right, stay all right. tuned, everybody.
1: Happy to have back on Jeremy Mitchell with Mitchell Bat Company. Uh, how have you been, man? I've noticed, look, I I want to talk about Ebbets in Seattle. I want to talk about your trip to Austin. Um, it seems like you're busier than ever. Um, but uh, on a personal level, how have you been, man? How's the family? Everything going? Going I've well? Been
2: good. Yeah, been good. Uh the family's family's growing. Uh three daughters, age eight, six, and three. We just celebrated our youngest's um uh, birthday. So uh she's three. Uh the dog is getting old. The dog is uh not doing well. Um sleeps all day. Uh then she'll get a burst of energy and like try to like bite somebody. But uh nah, we're doing good. We're doing good. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: oh, um listeners, if you're not familiar, uh go to mitchellbatco.com uh just c o.com mitchellbatco uh, Jeremy makes some of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful, bats you'll ever see, and uh, I wanted to bring you on to talk about, i, I want to know like what what was your inspiration like for bat number one, 2013, the very first one you made, like what what inspired you to do that?
2: Yeah, so it was, yeah, 2013, it was the summer of 2013, and, and I was asked to be a part of a group of designers to help rebrand this, uh, this skateboard company uh, that's in Nashville called Salem Tell and Board Co. And uh, my part of the project was to build their website and um, you know create some photography and some videos. And, and so what I would do to capture that content is I would go down to their shop uh, like once a week and I would just like watch them work with their hands and, um, they were like making these skateboards out of like raw wood and they would stain it and they would put stripes on it and paint and spray. And, uh, I was just watching this, you know, unfold in, in front of me and I'm like, man, I, I wish I had something like this. And so I, about a month after that project was over, I just like, you know, kept thinking about the shop and kept thinking about those guys, you know, working on the, on these skateboards and, um. I was like, man, it'd be cool to do that with baseball bats, like wooden baseball bats. And uh, so I started, like, uh, you know, drawing these bats one at a time. I would just rapid-fire just draw these baseball bats. And um, the funny thing that I did was uh, I, I would finish drawing these bats and I would post them on Instagram. And uh, people just started, like, asking questions. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I got inspired from, uh, from uh, working with a skateboard company.
1: And just so- – so you just, it just made you realize like, well, I can I could do that or, you know, I,
2: I, yeah, it made me, it made me wish that I could do that. Yeah. Cause I, everything that I had made the first, you know, prior 10 years, uh, from that moment was something digital, um, like a, you know, a website or a, an app or editing a video, which is all good things, but you're sitting behind a computer, computer in, indoors. And, um, so, like the Mitchell bat has given me an opportunity to to work with my hands and and be good at something else that's not on a screen. Yeah, that's a, it's a whole different. I mean, to just
1: stand above something and just just the the added pressure of
2: of error. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I know I know what the outcome is going to be. Like I, I know exactly what the outcome is supposed to be. Um, from start to finish I can see progress um, which sometimes when you're working with a client and you're building a website is you, it's it seems like it's never going to end yeah
1: Derek, is there a button that goes back can I go back to the other with the pictures so <laughs> yeah can I swipe <laughs> <laughs> uh, That uh, now listeners Jeremy's based in um, Nashville what's What's professional baseball like in Tennessee? Is there professional baseball? Do you drive to other cities? What happened?
2: Yeah, so growing up in this area, you you kind of had to choose between the Reds or the Braves. Um, those are the the Braves are about four and a half hours away, and and the red the Reds are about five hours away. And so, as a kid, I was like a schizophrenic baseball fan. Like I, I would have like a a Daryl Strawberry jersey on wearing a reds hat um you know looking at nolan ryan baseball cards so like there there is no home team uh in nashville um unless you want to count the nashville sounds which um that was an entertaining entertaining uh minor league baseball team growing up
1: now have they been the sounds your entire life or was there a rebranding at one point
2: no they're always the sounds like since 1978 yeah 1978
1: and what's the affiliation there is it
2: uh, now it's the it's the Rangers. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of weird. So yeah, last year was the first year with the Rangers, and then prior to that it was Oakland A's. Prior to that it was the Brewers. Um, we've been the White Sox. We've been the Reds. We were the Yankees um, for two years, I believe, in the '80s. And Don Mattingly was the Nashville Sounds first baseman. So that's uh, and that 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 turned me into a Don Mattingly fan uh, growing up as a kid going to these games and Greer Stadium in the 80s was like that was the ticket like that was the thing that people did uh for entertainment like sold out games the San Diego Chicken would show up the 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 uh, yeah the the shop, the gift shop had every major league baseball t- team hat like in a row like you you could just go and pick out whatever hat you all fitted um Oakland A's hats sold out don't even th- <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah no, well that the League. Mattingly- <clears throat> excuse me Seg- segues into because I wanted to ask you like what are some of your like the the bigger stars that you remember seeing kind of passing through on their way to the big leagues
2: oh man we saw um, yeah so probably the, the biggest one as a kid that I remember is uh, Rob Dibble he once uh, threw a baseball out of Greer Stadium out of frustration um, just Dibble being Dibble um, Robin Ventura Played at at Grew Stadium when they were the White Sox. The 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 person that I did not see, um, come through Nashville was uh, Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan played for the for the Barons, um, we had a team. We we shared our stadium with two teams. It was the Nashville Sounds, and then there was like the Nashville Express. I think was the Double A for somebody, and so when Jordan was on his like ride the bus tour uh playing baseball he stopped by nashville and and played a couple games and um i don't know why i didn't go to those games like as big as a michael jordan fan i was i was a freshman in high school i just didn't even try to get tickets i don't know why i didn't do it but yeah in in two seconds yeah yeah your parents had to be rich to go see uh the (laughs) the michael jordan play baseball
1: now, you've traveled the country um, with Mitchell Batco as, as a representative and talking about your company and, and uh, your experiences and starting up and, and all the growth that you've experienced over the last, just really going on seven years, which is just, just incredible. Um, but who are some of the, like I saw a picture with you and Marty Brenneman. Like, what, who are some of the bigger yeah. people that you've met recently um, through, through your bats? Um, like Maybe give me a top five there.
2: Yeah, so I, number one, of course, I think is, is Don Mattingly. Um, we started giving, giving money to his charity a couple, couple of years back, and um, they've been so good to us, just letting us come uh, on the field of uh, baseball stadiums where Don's going to be the manager. Um, we've done that twice now at the Braves, um, at the Red Stadium. Gotten to come and hang out in the dugout with, with Don Mattingly. I mean, come on, it's Don Mattingly. And, uh, the first time I met him was at one of his charity events in Evansville, Indiana is where he's from. And, um, that's only like a three and a half hour drive from Nashville. And so, um, when I started, you know, anonymously, I guess, or not anonymously, like when I started giving money to their charity, they reached out to me and they're like, uh, Hey, you're not too far from Nashville. Do you want to come, uh, to this event that Don throws every year? And, uh, um, Bernie Williams is going to be the special guest, uh, at this thing. And we're like, sure. And so, um, we agreed to go. And, um, you know, I, I get an email from, uh, his, his manager and he says, Hey, I want you to come, uh, to the hotel where it's at like at three o'clock, like be there, be there at three. And we're going to set up a special meet and greet with, with, uh, with Don. And so I show up to this hotel, M- my buddy, Matt King and I, I don't know if you, uh, know Matthew Scott King on Instagram um he's one of my right hand man at uh Mitchell Batco he he shows up too from Cincinnati and so we're we're like standing there in this like hotel area and I get a text and I'm like okay come on in and um so we walk in into this like where the where the event is going to be it's like a hotel conference room and it's me Matt Don Mattingly and Bernie Williams standing there and they were like oh hey and he was like, uh, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming. Thanks. And I, I donated some bats um uh, for him to sign and, and uh auction off at his thing. And he's like the nicest guy. Super normal. Um Bernie Williams, we you know, we're talking talking with him about uh Seinfeld, his uh, his Seinfeld appearance and um like typically It was was it he and yeah. Jeter? Uh yeah, Jeter was on there. Uh, a bunch of Yankees were on there. Danny Tartable were on there. But like typically like when I meet these uh, you know, celebrity baseball players. I, I try to like not fanboy out, but try to ask them like questions they might not have heard before, if that's even possible. But um, yeah, Don Mattingly, like when when we and he was you know said, hey, next time you're in Cincinnati and the Marlins are in town, come to the game and we'll let you you know come down to the dugout and uh, before the game. And again, the same sort of situation where it's like we get led to the dugout by uh, you know someone from the Marlins, a PR manager from the Marlins and uh we're standing there and uh it's a super long rain delay it was just like pouring down rain and it's me and matt in the in the marlins dugout by ourselves for like an hour like no sign of anybody and the the pr guys like um yeah just hang out hang out right here and uh i'll go see what don's up to and we were like trying on helmets we were like trying on batting gloves like calling the bullpen like nobody was around and um and then, like out of the ashes, like appears Don Mattingly, and uh, he's just like, "Hey!" And like the Predators were in were in uh, the playoffs at the time, and and he he and he and me and Matt and Don Mattingly were just like talking about Predators hockey <laughs> for like half an hour, and uh, yeah, he's just he's such a nice guy. So yeah, Don Don is like number one out of like anybody that have that have met through this.
1: It's awesome. I mean, there's nothing better when you hear a story of someone meeting someone famous or a sports figure and then they're actually down to earth but as soon as you said Evansville Indiana it's like yeah he's, oh yeah he's got to be a pretty chill dude i don't
2: yeah he lives there in the off season so he goes from he goes from Miami to Evansville okay okay
1: nice the, you know
2: there's nothing nothing's going on in Evansville except for a couple of casinos and some car lots
1: that's probably based around some sort of deer season or quail
2: something <laughs> yeah turkey i think
1: yeah yeah that's uh that's that's solely based on ned yost's hunting habits um (laughs) yeah as royals fans we got to know over the years
2: right um
1: but so uh not to not to pry too deep or anything but are there any big big plans coming or i I guess i'll put it simply like what what's the future with with uh mitchell batco are you um going into like stadiums or trying to get into more stores um and again listener go to MitchellBatCO.com. amazing bats just check them out These one for every team color scheme and then many be, even beyond that but um but yeah what's the, what's the next step for you
2: yeah so this is like super recent and probably like too soon to be talking about but what you know what the hell um, we can have you back on to make an because
1: <laughs> I still wanted to talk about Ebbs too
2: yeah let's talk about so I, quickly I'll, I'll just kind of allude to to something that's next so um for the longest time since the beginning people have said um hey have you thought about doing this in hockey sticks and hey have you thought about doing this on throwing axes hey have you thought about doing this on whatever and I'm like no I mean, it's just it's just baseball um but there's a chance that um, that I could be expanding the uh, expanding my wings here and uh, going into different sports. Oh, that's see, that's when you know you've mastered something. You're like, you know what? Let's brand, Like we're gonna
1: get into something else. Let's, this is all child's play. I want to. <laughs>
2: <coughs> yeah, yeah. So that's coming soon. Did you recently um, move
1: studios? Is is that correct? Did I see that? online yeah so
2: we haven't moved yet um there's like this like dangling carrot of like the uh the move date and uh, it keeps changing and i'm i'm convinced that that i'm gonna die at this place um because like it was supposed to be like last year we were gonna lose our, our shop um because the shop owner is selling the building again and moving on to a different building and um but I, I, it's, it's, it's prompting me and my wife to build something on our, on our own property, um, by way of a workshop, um, which I would love. Cause you know, I, I my workshop is downtown Nashville and it's hard to get there now. Like with all the, uh, with all the, uh, uh, bachelorette parties, you know, in the, in the pedal taverns, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to get through like Austin Powers, you know, move, move. Um, like I can't get to my shop and, uh. And so like, I think the future is going to be like a a home, uh, a real shop that I, that I can build myself, um, or hire someone to build, but, uh, think of, of what I want my shop to be. And it's going to be here at at our, at our house on our, on our property here in Nashville.
1: Oh, that's great. I mean, your own specs and then plus you're just that much more time with your family. You're right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. It's like, you know, if I go to my shop, that's, that's an hour, um, driving you know 30 minutes there 30 minutes back and so if i can just do it here, here in the, the house, house you know, you know fantastic. fantastic nice um th- okay well look i have taken up enough of your
1: time i know you're a very busy man um <laughs> thanks for coming back on and just kind of updating the list yeah here. and again guys go to mitchellbatco.com at mitchellbatco
2: on instagram uh twitter um did i leave anything out or uh mitchell's Mitchell sporting co on uh on instagram coming soon
1: mitchell sporting co on instagram coming soon jeremy mitchell ladies and gentlemen thanks for coming on man. we'll talk soon
2: which one you want the most little george jones or me which one you want the most little possum jones or me all be
0: the i come to
1: thanks again jeremy go to mitchell mitchell bat company um great work incredible bats beautiful bats um yes yeah, so check him out and uh on like his story like if you got an idea or just what just do it don't worry about failing if that happens whatever it doesn't matter at least you tried but um and his story is just kind of following through with a, a passion and seven years later he's Moving units, traveling all over the country. Just, uh, but go check. He's got videos, all sorts of stuff on the website. So go check that out. Thanks again, Jeremy, for coming on. We'll
0: you, gotta, you gotta want it. If, well, you, if you make your dreams happen, you gotta want you it. You okay. gotta yeah. want it. You um, gotta want it. But I gotta tell you, She's, I, as I said, I came back, I'm coming back firing because, you know, just a quick little Wikipedia of Alley Oop. Alley Oop is a syndicated concert that was created December 5th, 1932 by American cartoonist V.T. Hamlin. I mean, you were right on the initials, but it's not Y.A. Tittle. It's V.T. Hamlin who made the comic strip, which is Alley Oop, is a is a, uh, a Neanderthal caveman guy that was in the comic strips as far back as, like I said, 1932. And then, of course, there's a you know there's Alley Oop, Boop, Oop. It's like a song that's based off that, and that became a hit in the 50s. And I'm thinking that Y.A. Tittle, he coined Alley Oop as sort of that jump path, you know what I'm saying? That that one, like it bounced off somebody or you know it's like throwing up to somebody else like it's like the the word e- alley it evolved I mean, I, from
1: the dance because
0: i, mean, because I even think alley comes back further than that because i think it's something like it's like it's like when you look like at french trapeze it's like go it's like alley hip hop like i think it's something that happens like from european like it's almost probably french because allé means go
1: was it henry the eighth that decapitated all of his wives
0: <laughs> we well, didn't decapitate all of them. Well, but, uh, like you know.
1: sixteen of them or something. But. I'm
0: just gonna say Y. Tittle is a is a many splendid thing, but his his number isn't retired because he invented the term alley. No, I'm just he saying I thought
1: th- I found that fascinating, but I think I but, think
0: he brought it into the sports lexicon that it sort of meant like a jump pass or you know like or what yeah, we now is an alley.
1: I was gonna do a joke about decapitated wives' heads being you know thrown from a guillotine, um, but you know that. Yeah. Guess I'm in your not chair, gonna do it anymore. No, no. times passed. Go to the,
0: and... golden, go to the golden guillotines. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to step on the bit. It is a comedy show.
1: No, no. It just I was really excited that it, that even came to my mind. Came, you know. It's like it's not every day you have a Henry VIII guillotine. You know.
0: You ready to make the guillotine? You are ready to cut? All it right,
1: out? I'm over it. I'm over it. It wasn't even that funny. Sorry, listeners.
0: All right, there. some updates, Uh, just breaking news while we were gone. I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday, but uh, Josh Gordon of the New England Patriots has been put on the IR for the season. Suddenly, after the Patriots uh, beat the Jets, go up 7-0, and then trade for Mohamed Sanu, uh, people are wondering how long Josh Gordon would be out with his knee injury and ankle injuries. Well, it's now the rest of the season, and people are saying it's an end of a chapter for Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon apparently even just instagrammed interesting about the news as if maybe he wasn't aware huh. uh, wow so do you think and- do you
1: think this might be some sort of deep state another positive drug test let's throw him on the injured list before the NFL can get to some results or possibly test
0: I think it's impossible not to think that although i'd be i, I think the facts i mean I, as a, as a stupid fan, as a stupid sportsaholic who couldn't be more on the outside, it's like the idea that he would type interesting leads my suspicious mind, my stupid childish mind, to think that he's just not informed of the Patriots' intentions. But and not that they're you know, but but it's obviously it's it's hard to think that he might not have tested positive for something when you have, a, you know, it was like, hey, it was like, everyone was saying Josh Gordon might not last, and now he hasn't. And Antonio Brown isn't, but somehow Mohammed's a new, i mean, the 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 uh, the American Swiss Army knife—that is the New England Patriots. Uh, so you know, what's, continues to retool.
1: And the Rutgers and, thing. So his son plays at Rutgers, the, and he did he he play at Rutgers? He
0: played at Rutgers, and, and Belichick is known for having Rutgers players. Most of the secondary, the the, the McCar you know, Jason and. Uh, uh, Devin McCarty, McCarty, Dwayne, uh, Damon Hard, poor. <laughs> they, uh, they, there, there's a whole, there's a history of, uh, and Greg Schiano even came briefly, because uh, he was like, big, he was a big fan. When Steve Belichick was at Rutgers, that's when uh, Belichick came down and sort of like, really got involved with Schiano. Enjoyed all those players, uh, you know, saw that they could, they were the type of players he kind of liked. Uh, that's what everyone's sort of saying about Sanu too, is that he seems to be that kind of scrappy, can do many things kind of player.
1: He just, I well, mean, I hope the guy. So I mean, Josh
0: Gordon is out.
1: Yeah, not to retread a tire, an old tire, but Belichick's just incredible. I know, like, he took this kid that went to my high school, graduated years after I went there, but was a, I think a one, maybe two year starting linebacker at Kansas, bounced around the league for years, and then ended up, you know getting minutes with the Patriots like he found what his best asset was and exploited the hell out of it and uh, got the absolute most out of it
0: and and by the way did you see the brilliant thing that uh, the Patriots boogeyman defense is so good not only did it shut out uh, the Jets not only did it uh, intercept uh, Darnold four times and recover a strip uh, strip sack fumble once uh, he was seen on the, the new rookie quarterback or young quarterback, Sam Donald, was seeing ghosts. He was overheard seeing ghosts. That's how uh, awesome the current defense is. I mean, this is setting all-time records through seven games.
1: Yeah, what they is – I mean, the
0: that... – Their point per game is ridiculously low, and, and it goes back to uh, – I've read some things that uh, you're saying the last time a defense had 18 interceptions through seven games was the uh, 1996 Eventual Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers. Who wait, 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 wait! They
1: got eighteen through seven.
0: 18 now, yeah, and somebody else did a thing like if you just strip away all the field goals and extra points as not being actually scored on the defense, as that's not the defensive unit, that's special teams. Then, if you just like, if you just put the defense on the field, right? Wait, wait, let me depends... guess.
1: Through week through seven. Seven. No, no. Through
0: through seven games. Through um... seven games. The Patriots defense. Let me went guess. On the field
1: I'm going to say 28 points.
0: 20 points given up. 18 points. They have outscored. They have scored more points than the offenses who have played against them. They, the Patriots defense has put up more off more points than any offense against them. That is crazy.
1: Yeah. You know, so so they're sniping down the, the 85 Bears. Which is you know, which is pretty much a unanimous America or football's greatest defense. But they're, but they're
0: also putting they're 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 putting. Well, I mean, that is a great defense. But these, but by the numbers, the Patriots currently who are crushing them, and they're crushing the 2000 Ray Lewis uh, Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this is an all time like this is the best thing anybody's seen in 25 years. Now, in
1: and the, that was was that Ray Lewis before or after he ran over that guy with his car.
0: That was the year after he okay. did that. That was the member because he like the the fight happened during the one more yard Titans Rams game. Okay, that's right. And then a year later, the man who killed a man, well, allegedly was a witness to a killing of a man. That's right. I don't want to get canceled uh, by anyone. So, uh, Mr. Ray Lewis, I also appreciate what you do. And I'm sure you did not kill that man.
1: Right. And then the car incident was a different incident.
0: I don't I don't. You know what? I'm actually worried about everything I just said. And I want to change the subject as soon as possible how do you feel about baseball? <laughs> Let's talk about
1: the Nationals. I mean, I had Nationals in seven. Um, I mean, I'm kind of worried they might just sweep. I mean, at this point, um, I mean, I think as, as we've recorded it, they're up 2-0. So, I mean, sorry if it's tied now. I mean, it could still easily go seven. But uh
0: it's- no, no, we have a try a travel day and it'll be by the time people are listening I guess that's true you can be listening to it I can be later. yeah absolutely. further down the line afraid. um absolutely it's t- I- it's up to nothing just by the way just like they got up on they just like they got up on the Cardinals there's a weird thing I gotta say Caesar is if the Nationals end up sweeping through this or winning in just five I mean there's a the point if you're a Do- if you're the Dodgers I mean I'm not a I- I'm not a I'm not a hundred percent sure that if the Nationals win the World Series, somebody at the Dodgers isn't going to get fired. I know they weren't going to fire Dave Roberts before, but if you can kind of see that if all you had to do was beat the Nationals, you would have gone through the Cardinals and the Astros, because, you know, it's like, you're pitching, you know, they're pitching, beat your pitching, and you had Kershaw, but you just, if you, had and you were winning that game until you brought in Kershaw, if you would just not fuck with your pitching, it's you and not them. I mean, I know it, it's like, I think Dave it's Kenta Kent Maeda. Him. No,
1: it's it's Roberts. Absolutely, and he's a great player manager. Game manager, I think, is something that he's still learning how to do. Base stealer, incredible base stealer.
0: We talked about it a couple episodes ago when it happened. I think people got sucked into somehow. It's like sometimes you need to bring in a Kurt Schilling or Randy Johnson, you know, a Tim, a, a, a Chris Sale. Uh, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes it didn't work when they brought in Pedro Martinez late, you know, in 04.
1: Uh, Matt, know? Matt Harvey in 15, we mentioned that a, a few episodes right. back. I mean, as a Royals fan, I, that was inc- I was like, yes. I was so excited when he's sitting right. there yelling at Terry Collins. Like, no, I'm going back in the game into the ninth. And then, oh, here comes yeah. Batman. And yes. So, and then immediately, like, walk, hit, you know, and then Hosmer steals and um, Duda throws the ball into the backstop and the uh, Royals get it done.
0: And, you know, and once again, uh, as I always like to get the Kansas City people on my side, congratulations to the World Series 19, the 2015 World Series champ, Kansas City Royals. Thank you for letting me
1: relive that moment anytime I get.
0: The 2018 Red Sox would like to congratulate the 20 the 2015 And Memorial. the
1: 2013 Red Sox would like to graduate. And let's not forget... The
0: 2004 Red Sox, except for Curt Schilling, would like to congratulate the 2015...
1: And everyone's second favorite Red Sox team, the 2007?
0: Uh, I weirdly think now that the 2017 team kindly... Of, I think it... Now, I mean... I mean, I think it, it. Look, either the most recent or the first, oh four or the current one has to be the top.
1: Really? Because I mean, what about thirteen? You still got Ortiz on no, the team. No, Boston,
0: Boston Strong. I think Boston Strong. I think is two. I think if you lived in the city, you feel differently about it. I feel if, if I was if I was a city of Boston, Boston fan, twenty thirteen is something very special because of because of that year. That's a special thing. I, that would depend person to person. Yes. You know, okay. now it's becoming age, but I would, but I, in, but what I'm sad to say is, I think the '07 Red Sox, <laughs> the, the, the the hubris of talking about which one is the least liked, or which is the one we care about least now, like the, if you had to rank them, I think now '07 sort of becomes fourth.
1: Now, so 07 is that like a? Is that like is Trot Nixon and is that Pedro's gone by then?
0: You're saying that's John Lester. John Lester has beaten cancer. And uh, Jacob Ellsbury is coming up. Oh, and and so... Like, that was like, Jacob Ellsbury came up, and later in in 13, it would be Xander Bogarts who would be coming up. Uh, You know, Lester is... You know, it's like Pedroia. You know, Pedroia is like young... You know, it's the young stars of, you know... You know what's
1: crazy? I think... Because
0: Pedroia is, like, close to being an all... I mean, an MVP either that year or the year. You know, he's like, he's he's the 07 or 08... AL something like that.
1: And then Elsberry's on the Yankees, but injured, I think.
0: By 2013, right? That was he went like Damon, you know, like they went, they went off, you know. Pedro's a Met, but we forget that now.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Thanks for bringing that back up. And that concludes our Red Sox history segment of today's episode.
0: It includes your bank. all right. So, and is there anything else? What else do we need to? We talk basketball. We talked. We we're just gonna let the let's. Shift I wanted to ready. down.
1: I wanted to downshift into comedy. Oh. Uh, real quick. Okay. Give me a few seconds here on the microphone. Because um, yep. I want to talk about you and Madonia's tour coming up here in just two oh. and a half, three weeks. And let me run through the dates real quick. Give me a second, because there are a lot of them all over the country. Um, we'll start on November seventh, Columbus, Ohio. Um the Columbus
0: 8th, we're coming to you.
1: The 8th, Lagrange, Georgia. Yep. Um you guys will have fun overnight driving. Um the ninth, we're
0: going to listen to Lagrange by uh, ZZ Top.
1: <laughs> uh on the 9th, Jacksonville, Florida. Uh yep. the, the 10th, you're going to Augusta. Be sure and get some pictures out in front of the oh, uh my-
0: Ah, that'd be crazy. That'd be, uh, well, looking forward to it, some. so that we do two things in Georgia, sure. Got it. Where are we, we next?
1: If you see John Daly, get him a pack of Marlboro Reds. Um, All
0: right, good Good looking out. That might happen.
1: Canton, Ohio, uh, be on the lookout on the 12th.
0: For the Hall of Fame.
1: The 13th. Get some more pictures, if you don't mind. Um, on the 13th, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, maybe you guys catch a hockey game. Maybe. Well,
0: we're thinking about calling it the Dan Marino because it's Dan Madonia with Eric Marino. We're thinking about calling it the Dan Marino reunion tour. So, but thinkable. <laughs>
1: we're going
0: to Canton and Pittsburgh.
1: That's not bad.
0: Because Dan Marino is, of course, from Central Catholic High School in Pittsburgh. Every, I always thought he might end up. I always he might end up as a Steeler in his last years.
1: And every every quarterback of significance from the eighties is from Pennsylvania for some reason. Yeah, Beaver's uh,
0: Falls. Yeah, sure, sure. Um. Boston. Classic hotbed.
1: Not, and I don't, i didn't want to forget, on, on November 14th, you're going to be in Campbell yep. Sport, Wisconsin. On the 15th, yeah. Omero, Wisconsin. On the 16th, Milwaukee. What was that?
0: We got some threes, so I got a Troika of Cheesehead. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Cheesehead. Yep, That'll be my first time in Wisconsin. I'm looking forward to it.
1: That's crazy, because, I mean, you've been everywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I
0: mean, I guess maybe I've been to Milwaukee Airport, but, you know, I've never. Yeah, that doesn't count.
1: Um then Milwaukee on the sixteenth, and then you are going to be in Madison on the twenty second and the twenty third of November. So,
0: and if, I think there is a date in Ohio, November twentieth, just stuck in there. So we'll yes,
1: perfect, perfect.
0: Very busy, all that before Thanksgiving. The if holidays you go, are coming, and so are Dan Madonia and Eric Reno.
1: Yeah, follow uh, if you want to follow. It's just Dan D A N M A D O N I A, Dan Madonia. Um, on Twitter, Instagram, he's got a picture, and uh, we'll put the dates up too. Inevitably, if I remember, or eventually, excuse me, um, we'll put up these
0: dates. Yes, but and by uh, the way, Steve, this is just. There's a rumor that Eric Marino may finally go on Instagram when he goes on the road. We're baby testing right now. We're not sure that we're going to go full. There may be an Instagram account coming. Just stay tuned. Watch this space.
1: Um. Well, this, but as far as getting in the car and putting in. 15, 16 good days of comedy touring. Uh, Seeing
0: America, making people laugh. That's what I do.
1: You looking forward to make, that? You got some new material?
0: Making America uh, making 17% funnier. Yeah, you know what? One of the things I'm going to start talking about is she's her. I, uh, I'll tell you something. I am, I, I am addicted to a new drug. I'm getting high on a new drug, and that drug is called driving in New York City i uh, i'll tell you i love to drive i'm gonna drive all over the country but the other day i picked up i went and got a friend of the show matt edgar was picking up the love of his life uh, rachel wolfson those two young comics young power couple that they are she's coming out there they're coming out so i said i'll pick i'll take you guys to the air i pick her up pick up matt and take her to the airport man i went 72 miles all in the city went to four boroughs manhattan the bronx queens uh, uh brooklyn over eight bridges Three tunnels. Went over the Brooklyn Bridge three times. Uh, did Then did my open mic at the punching bag, got back to the New York Comedy Club, saw some great people, hung out. But I was high. From living, it was raining, going to the airport, picking somebody up at the airport in New York City. The fact that I can drive, I feel more like a New Yorker than I've ever felt before. You know, like the whole, hey, New Yorker, hey, I'm walking here. I am driving here. And that is a high. I can't. It's like... Cheezer, I feel like it's bungee jumping while fucking. That's how it's a whole sexual narcotic high. I've never thought I could feel like just by driving and living to driving in New York City. Crazy high.
1: You don't hesitate. You realize the horn is just an extension of your blinker. It's nothing personal. No, you, know? you, don't, you,
0: don't, you don't over. You don't over honk. You have to go with the flow. You have to know that we're all part of it. You're a gigantic ant colony, man. We're all getting in along and. And uh, I, I love it like I've never loved it before. I was driving back, I was going up, it was Sunday night, I was driving up Fifth Avenue. It was completely empty and it was like, you know, I've driven on the sides, the West Side Highway, the FDR on the East side by the East River, but all of a sudden I just felt like I had just opened up. I had unlocked a whole new level in Grand Theft Auto and I have new places that I can go and it is amazing. And so then it's only fitting that Marino in a Murano 2019 Eric Across America, we're gonna be driving hopefully all over from Ohio, Georgia, Florida, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, back to Ohio, all before Thanksgiving. Guys, if you guys can come out, please do. And then also when you're in New York, I'm I'll be hosting at the at O'Keefe. 62 Court Street in Brooklyn. Saturday nights, nine o'clock is our is our great book show. Lots of great comedians come through. And if you want to do comedy for the very first time, our open mic. Lots of cool comics. I'm working out stuff. 8:30 Sunday nights again, 6'2 Court Street in Brooklyn. Uh, it's right by the bridge. You can walk over the bridge. It's gorgeous everybody. It's, it's it's rainy and cold. You get to wear layers out here in New York uh, instead of the burning 100 degrees The places on fire, Southland, that you are in cheese.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Look, just listeners, just beat it into your head all across America. You've got Eric and Madonia. You've got Dan and Marino. It is an right. ultimate comedy tour and
0: dan marino reunion tour
1: and there's a great picture of the i don't want to say the last hike because at some point when you're back in town you'll do it again but before uh your it was your last days at the apartment but it's uh the three of us madonia yourself and me at at the it's a crest peak anyway a high lookout point on this hike throughout the hollywood hills an incredible view um and that actually is on our, our Sportsaholics page from like a year and a half, two years ago or something like that. But go way back with Dan. Very funny. He's featured in High Times a few years ago yep. um, on the road all the time. So, it's a
0: winery. By the way, if I didn't mention, guys, it's a winery tour. So everywhere we're going, it's beer and wine, breweries and wineries.
1: Yeah. That so
0: Columbus, Dayton, Jacksonville, Wisconsin, Madison, uh, all over, Pittsburgh. You guys can find us. Yeah, and I'm just going to be stuck
1: us. out here just doing – Various open mics around Los Angeles, working on some new material. But if you're in So SoCal and like I've mentioned previously in previous episodes, uh, Oceanside Down, I'm talking to you. San Diego Comedy Palace, Saturday, November sixteenth, headlining Comedy Palace in San Diego. Um, gonna be a great time, and you know, I'm i believe i'm doing 40 45 minutes um uh, so i'm excited it's been a, it's been a few weeks since well it's been at least a month and a half since i've done a long set like that so i'm looking forward to it
0: don't tell them they don't know that they think well we're i perfect. got some
1: new stuff i'm trying to work in and some some newer wife stuff that's been working pretty well and then some Oh, no,
0: ad- don't tell me you got a new wife i liked your old one
1: yeah you know um <laughs> exactly that's you know, that's I'm saving that routine for the Catskills. Whenever I'm going um, <laughs> next time I'm back, there you go, my pocket whistle. Um, though I did see a guy pull out sunglasses as a prop last night for his jokes, that immediately got no laughs, and, and then I started always laughing because yeah. you pulled out a prop and didn't get a single laugh for it. Is always yeah. funny from a comedian. When you find out in the, the back of the room's perspective. Yep. Um yeah. All right. I'm laughing because it's bombing. The. <laughs> um, Look, I've just learned just don't say shit because as soon as, like, I was just listening to some of these comics just comment here and comment there about stuff. And, like, it's like, dude, you got to go up at some point, too. <laughs> and uh not I, I everyone think... can. Uh... Okay, it. No, I was, yeah. Just not everyone seems to be able to back up the amount of, you know, uh
0: I'd like to talk opinions they have, but anyway, go ahead. Let me, let me throw out everybody out there. Who's listening tonight. Here's, here's what I'm going to say to you before you post your opinion of what Martin Scorsese's opinion of Marvel comic movies are. Don't post that. Don't post your opinion of somebody else's opinion about Marvel movies. Okay. Even if it's Martin Scorsese, it's like before you critique somebody's critic, because somebody, before you critique somebody's critique, of somebody something that somebody actually made go make something yourself whatever you're doing go cure cancer go read a book go be a better parent go go write for yourself go produce something go do stand up come do my open mic but before you start giving your opinion of other people's opinions of something else that exists stop it okay just you, you can have your opinion about what you think the, the joker is good marvel movies are bad there should be more women you can you can think martin scorsese is full of shit you just don't have to tell anybody on social media. Go be a better person instead. Do more, be more. Unlock your uh, your dead poet society. Do more, be more, okay? Don't waste your time. We'll all be better people if we use our energy to help ourselves instead of whining about what other people are whining about. Don't do the double whine. You can have your opinion, but let it be your opinion of things that exist, not your opinion of someone's opinion there that's moral of the story
1: use your time wisely life is short do you really care that much to write
0: life moves pretty fast and if you don't look around once in a while you may miss it also she's before we go i want to tell you i'd like to thank you guys my co-host she's, sent me two tambourines uh the smaller of which has debuted now at the open mic and it is a big hit uh as always uh big shout out to the 818 in the sky brody steven brody yes You got it, making connections. Uh, She's—that's all I got here in New York. How are you in L.A.?
1: Hey, man, I think we've covered a lot in just about everything. And well, of course, until next time, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing with your friends if you haven't already on iTunes, wherever you're listening. Please give it a thumbs up—a four stars, one star, five stars, whatever you feel. Um, you know, and subscribe. That always helps. That way, the show's just waiting for you, right there in the morning when you when you get up once or twice a week and you're like, oh look, I can listen to two uh, jackasses on my way to work or from talk
0: about it and, and by the way, what did I say? Don't critique others critique and what is this whole show about? Steve, we're all hypocrites, everybody. Alright, until next time, I'm Eric Reno, that's John Caesar, and this is a train whistle.
1: Go clippers. <laughs>